Hello, you're listening to the podcast, Every Tongue Got to Confess. It's being brought to you by the Zora Festival 2017 and Rollins College. And in this podcast, we look at the issues and dilemmas facing the 21st century. I'm Robert Casanello, an Associate Professor of History at the University of Central Florida, and I will be your host for this episode of the Every Tongue Has Got to Confess podcast. I sat down with Professor Jill Jones from Rollins College to talk about Zora Neale Hurston, the Eatonville native, who is the inspiration for the Zora Festival. Professor Jones teaches 19th and 20th century American literature, and she has an interest in women's writers and African American literature. We talked about Hurston's work and the ideas that spring from it for her and her students. So Jill, I'd like to thank you for joining me today. Can you tell our subscribers a little bit about yourself? Uh, sure. I'm a professor at Rollins College, and I teach American Lit, um, which includes a lot of uh, basic American literature classes and some more funky boutique classes like Breaking Bad and the Great American Novel and things <laughs> things of that sort. So, yeah. um, I'm also the director of the Lucy Cross Center for Women and Their Allies. So, yeah. And so the reason we're talking today is because your work on Zorona Hurston. So can you tell us a little bit how you got interested in uh, Zorona Hurston? Uh, yes. Um, so anybody who's an Americanist is interested in Zora Neale Hurston. She... Uh, crops up again and again. Um, and when I came to Rollins, I realized she had a very specific connection with Rollins College. And I taught some of her work. I was also the editor of the Marjorie Canan Rawlings Journal of Florida Literature. Um, and we got a lot of articles on Marjorie Canan Rawlings. We got a lot on Zora Neale Hurston as well. So I um, started reading more of hers. I got interested in the relationship between Marjorie Canan Rawlings and Zora Neale Hurston. Um, I wrote a very short article on that, I think. At some point, I got involved in the um, Florida Humanities Councils. Um, they have a workshop for teachers that's national um, on Zora Neale Hurston, and I got involved in talking about pedagogy and teaching difficult things uh, with Zora Neale Hurston. I'm always fascinated by scholars, um, and I'm including uh, myself in this because I'm guilty of it as well, but um, those of us that teach um, in communities and then research people in those communities. So what did, did, was this intentional? Like, you know, did you kind of discover Zora Neale Hurston while you lived here, or, you know, was this something that you might have done even if you were teaching in Wyoming or California? I might have done it if I were in Wyoming and California. I do love her work, and I love some of her offbeat work, um, but I felt, because I was at Rollins, I really fell down the rabbit hole, and um, new, <laughs> new little Zora Neale Hurston tunnels kept opening up, and they were fascinating. So if I didn't live in Florida, would I have heard Stetson Kennedy and some of those recordings? I don't honestly know if I would have. 
I would not have gotten involved with the Florida um, Zora Neale Hurston Jump at the Sun uh, workshop that they do every year. And um, that influenced me a lot because I was teaching teachers how to talk about sweat in the classroom. And it's difficult. And some of these teachers were teaching middle school children. And we'd talk about the difficulty of teaching dialect and the difficulty of talking about domestic violence and um, gender roles. And can you really do that in the public schools? Um, and it sort of solidified my belief that if we don't if we don't talk about difficult things, then we're not really teaching. You know, we're not teaching at the highest level. So I, I think I wouldn't have gotten as involved with Zora Neale Hurston as I did, probably. So did your research in Zora Neale Hurston help you to um, relate to the community better in any way? Well, yes. I mean, I think everything that Zora Neale Hurston does is motivated by her love for community and for her community and um, and even some of the trouble she gets in politically, I think, um, has to do with her deep respect and love for the community and the sense that, um, that it has value already, that you don't have to um, be in Harlem and writing about, you know, art and literature at the highest level, that doing, um, doing the hoochie-coochie on the Jim Crow car, you know, on your way to St. Augustine is already a community and is already a community of great value. So um, I understand it better. I, I understand her love for it, for sure. So in the classroom, what is it that um, you think students should walk away from uh, what, the, what you want to teach them about Zorna Hurston? Um, it really depends what I'm teaching of Zora Neale Hurston's. So um, with some of her work, I talk a lot about her actual craft because I think um, Zora Neale Hurston's work looks organic, right? It looks like it just grew that way. I think she's very clever, and she uh, sort of is a master of um, narrative tricksterism, if you will, um, so I really try to get them to see that she's working very hard to make them see things in a certain way and that she has to balance this sort of authority and authenticity in her particular case um, and some of the strategies, some of the rhetorical strategies she uses to do that. Um, so that's one of the many things. When I teach sweat, um, we talk a lot about the revenge ending and I I always end up saying, well, are we okay with this? Is she really a better person? Does Zora Neale Hurston let Delia off off the hook for murder? What, what do we think about that? Um, and I love that kind of question because it leads to the battle. You know, there are those who's, who say pretty much that Sykes um, reaps what he sowed, which he certainly does. Um, and there are others who say, well, she's presented as a Christian figure, but she doesn't really exactly do the Christian thing here. So that's always very interesting. Great. I want to thank you for joining me today. Oh, thanks so much. Thanks for listening to the Every Tongue Got to Confess podcast. Be sure to find the rest of the episodes by searching for us online and subscribing to us on iTunes. (laughs) 